Now, coming to you from Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America. It's the nation's favorite new time podcast in the style of old time radio, The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Recorded live at Largo at the Coronet in Hollywood, California, America. Tonight's episode, Cactoid Jim, King of the Martian Frontier, in Mayor's Retreat. Starring Nathan Fillion as Cactoid Jim. Also starring Hal Lublin and Craig Kukowski as Mayors. And David Anders, Adam Baldwin, and Zachary Levi as Men from Jim's Past. Narration and songs performed by Willie Watson with Sean Watkins. Music by Andy Paley and the Andy Paley Orchestra. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is directed by Aaron Ginsberg and written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Sarah Watkins, Sean Watkins, and Willie Watson. Welcome to Mars. You can have a lot of fun on the red planet, but a fella's got to be careful, too. Danger's lurking over every space mesa and planetary plateau. Of course, Mars has its share of heroes, too. You all know Sparks, Nevada, Marshall on Mars. But there are other champions riding that galactic trail as well. Folks like landslide elected mayor of Mars, Cactoid Jim, king of the Martian frontier. Born on a mountaintop, way out west, born tall, handsome and slim. An asteroid fell for a wild desert flower. That's the story of Cactoid Jim. Yes, that legendary Cactoid Jim. Well, a big forest fire was headed toward town. Hopes was looking mighty dim. But he rode the rain cloud from the western sky, doused the flames that cactoid Jim. Yes, Lord. The cloud roping cactoid Jim. on in Well he swallowed that river patched the whole dirt dam saved our village that cactoid gym Yes Lord Boy flood drinking cactoid gym Some spook type of cattle were stampeding towards our church in the middle of our Sunday hymn Well he called in a favor from the man upstairs that burgers thanks to Cactoid Jim. Yes, Lord. Kiss the cook. It's Cactoid Jim. Mm, that cloud roping, river drinking, barbecuing Cactoid Jim.
right, folks. Cactoid Jim is one of the Red Planet's greatest heroes. Ain't heard of his exploits? Well, here's one for you, cowpoke. Happened on a day started out just like any other on Mars. The sky was big and clear, and Cactoid Jim, mayor of Mars, brung together an assembly of mayors for a retreat to better their mayor and through the open exchange of ideas. <laughs> start at this year's first annual mayoral retreat, and I am pure eager to learn from each of you. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, it does my heart proud. Can you hear it thumping fit to burst out of my chest as if to shake hands with you fine folk? You'll find book assignments on the big board by the four square court, as well as a schedule there of the events for the next few days. Of course, uh, these activities are encouraged, but optional. None of us is here to tell anyone what to do. We're mayors, not governors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I reckon some of you come a long way to be here. If you get uh, jurisdiction sick and want to say hello to your constituency, there's a uh, phone screen by the mess hall, and why don't you all just get sailed in? Should should you uh, elect to participate... Meet back here in half an hour for an icebreaker type get to know you game. Oh, yeah. oh, I that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, quite a thing you have accomplished here, Mayor Jim. Well, Mayor Derp, I echo your sentiment, but allow me to ricochet capoing. <laughs> so as to catch a certain Mayor of the Moon in the crossfire credit. Well, the moon? Jim, I am but the humble mayor of only one of Mars's two moons, the smaller one at that. From the smallest moons often come the biggest ideas. A notion fit for a needlepoint. <laughs> one which I happen to have whipped up on the transport here. That needlepoint in Cactoid Jim. <laughs> I did not know you needle-pointed, that is You flatter me with this gift, Jim But a large pitcher of sweet moon tea A rocking chair set on the porch And a slow lunar afternoon And ideas are wont to set in your lap and purr Till you can't help but pet them, I find You took the idea from a cat in my lap to the fruition of this retreat. Well, so you admit it was your idea. (laughs) See, what if we call it an approach rather than retreat here on in? Oh, now that's likely to be confusing, but I like the spirit of it. Maybe next year. Excuse me, sirs. Before you complete the distribution of credit for this retreat, might I also request credit? Well, couldn't have done it without the diplomacy robot and his alphabetic list of phone screen numbers. Was just saying earlier to myself, Jim, you make sure to thank good and proper the mayor of robots for all his helpfulness. And here you are. So helpful, I didn't even have to remember it as you reminded me. So, for all your help, thanks, 841-973-X422. Please, call me A41. 973X. Four? 
You got it. Four two. <laughs> I see by the schedule you've opted for a single icebreaker exercise. Did you receive my list of several hundred potential icebreakers? Well, we felt like once you break ice, then it's good and broke. Ain't that right, correct, Dirk? It's how we, it's how we felt on it, Jim, yeah. Counterpoint scenario one. Imagine a segment of ice three feet by four feet. That is, let us say, two inches thick. You break it into two pieces measuring 1.5 feet by two feet. Each piece remains two inches thick. Do you not see the infinite variables into which this ice could be further broken? Shall I list them? No. Number uh, one. No, no. Uh, you painted a picture plenty good, but this is a piece of ice only needs to get broken once, eh? I think I perceive your meaning. Ha! Ha! <laughs> I am learning from you already. What else will you teach me and when? I want to learn to make fire. A413976 four. Why not get yourself squared away bunkwise? Uh, get acclimated and such. Oh, Moon Mayor, you are a treasure. I have instantly acclimated to this planet, and I have no belongings away which to square. I am a robot. On that topic, my robot senses are pulsating. There is a disturbance in the atmosphere. Alert! Alert! Be alert! Are you being alert? I am alerting you. Well, count me as both alerted and alert. Prepare for visual contact. Well, a rocket ship, antique from the look of it, it just appeared. Well, don't that beat all. Don't it just take all behind the barn and use a switch to beat the living tar out of all? Well, you know this rocket ship, Jim? Nah, I don't know this one, no, but... I surely am acquainted with one similar. And just as surely, I know these here occupants. James! James Lyons, you old snake in the grass! Ha ha ha! It's him. <laughs> it's you. Buddy, you ain't changed a bit in 500 years. I mean, you're parting your hair a little differently now. Yeah, but it's the same old James Lyons. <laughs> I told you we'd find him. <laughs> well, there's a long way between you telling me something that happened in 500 years long, I should say. Snow. Bogle here? <laughs> well, I seen more of my share of impossible heretofore, but this here takes the impossible cake, which I reckon would both have lemon and peanut butter. <laughs> well, I mean, of course it's us, you dumb ox. Who do you think? Hey. Is that a robot? <laughs> Greetings, humans. I am A41379X442. I am the mayor of robots. So... <laughs> And this here's Derp, Mayor of this Moon. Mayors, this is Mitch Snow and Ray Bogle from 500 years ago. And y'all are familiar with how I was an astronaut 500 years in the past and flew into a black hole that turned out was no black hole, but a time disturbance that landed me here. <laughs> the origin of Cactoid Jim. 
Well, Sir Locks, like you made the best of it, Jim, rubbing elbows with <laughs> shoulders and mayors and all that. <laughs> hey, I bet he's one himself. Natural leader, our James Lyons. Is he, is he right, James? Huh? Is he a mayor or something? Guilty. <laughs> what I tell you, natural leader. Well, I learned it from you, Snow. He ute. Well, I can't believe you fellas are here. You could knock me over with a feather, and then you'd still have plenty of use left in that feather. <laughs> so you boys have come here from another time. That's right, sir. Mm -hmm. You have so much to teach us. Like what? <laughs> well, it was a golden age. We, we didn't have no robots, though. Hey, everybody, it's Andrew. And it's Anna from Scary Stories to Tell in the Pod. Where we take you on a deep dive into the fascinating world of American folklore, ghost stories, hauntings, and urban legends via the classic children's series, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Thank you so much for supporting our network. Now, please, please enjoy this episode. Won't you? Won't you? A golden age, please, please teach us. Well, what would you want us to teach you? How did you do it? <laughs> do what? Well, you know all of it. <laughs> Specifically what, though? Well, everything. Oh, it's not just being core moon mayor. Then how can you tell us how to live in a golden age as you did? How we did what now? What? Of course, I of course I can tell you, Miko. I mean, it starts and ends with an element called gullibillion. See, <laughs> gullibillion. Yes, gullibillion. I've never heard of that. Well, <clears throat> it, it's it's probably pretty rare now. But um, if you can find some, you really have a head start, golden age wise speaking. You know, I'll tell you how to find it if you got a pen. I have a pen. All right, all right, all right, Ray. Knock off that knucklehead, and he's he's pulling your leg, Mayor. If it was so great five hundred years ago, these two sure don't know why or how to bottle it. I theorized it was a falsehood. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You are you are some sharp robot there. <clears throat> Look, James, we're not here for your health. When the company lost you, the country, <laughs> the whole planet took it pretty hard. You know, none harder than snow here, neither. He he raced out. To what was left of that time disturbance, he risked his net for every particle of time disturbance energy he could grab. You talk like you weren't there with me. Well, no, I was there. Somebody had to hold the steering wheel while she was hanging out the rocket ship collecting particles. <laughs> and he got just enough to the company eggheads to synthesize them. Huh. Not just our eggheads either. You know, they, they called it general armistice. Everybody, I mean. 100% of every, the, everybody, they put their heads together looking for you, and after five years and ten inventions I'll never understand, they, they found you and they sent us to bring you back. We were not their first choice. <laughs> yeah, the company wanted to send some graduating class. Poster boys from the company of tomorrow. Snow disagreed. Yeah, I put one of them through a wall. 
He'll be fine. Put another one through the first one. No, that no, not not through. He's exaggerating. Hey, look, we're your friends, James. We're the ones to bring you back. Well, don't that be though. Well, I ain't going, but it sure is good to see you. What? You all got time to stay for dinner? How's it work? Well, sure, we can stay for dinner. Probably not diesel. What you mean you ain't coming with us? What? What? Uh, of course he's going. You're going. What? You're going, man. Come on, say goodbye to your mayors, Jim. Say goodbye. Take a picture with your robot buddy. We still have cameras around here. And watch your head on the hatch door as you go. Because you are going. Of course you are going. I'm getting very worked up about this. Your pulse is racing. I know, man. Hey, stop scanning me. I scan everyone. Jim, your friends have come a long way for you. Your time and your world have put in a large effort. Yep. Listen to the moon mayor, James. Surely you miss your time period. Oh, I, I wish them the best, I do. But it sounds like they're doing their best. Whole dang world's come together in peace, inventing inventions and such. Well, if an hour was to go back, you think they'd find another reason to strive like they have? No, it'd be what? Parade? The best parade. <laughs> yeah, I see some plans. It's going to be a heck of a parade. <laughs> <laughs> and they should have that parade. But for themselves, for inventing time travel, I mean... But they should dare themselves to see what else they might can do. I mean, y'all got momentum now. Momentum that can be used to turn your collective backs on the status quo instead of celebrating the return of one dummy got lost in time and space. Now, y'all go back. Tell them you found me, and I dare them to keep up what they're doing till they never want to stop. But, Jim, it's your home. Not no more. This is my home now. Here. And I aim to do as much good as I can. Here. Now. That inspiration cat toy Jim. Well, if that's the way you feel, Jane. No. No. What about Cynthia? Well, what about her? Well, if... You know, if it weren't for her heart murmur, she'd be here herself. And if she heard this... I'm not going stuff. Well, she'd throw you over her shoulder and take you home herself. Oh, that's Cynthia, all right. <laughs> and what do we tell Owen, huh? Owen? Yeah, what do we tell Owen, huh? Well, you tell him to come next time. He's nearly the age, ain't he? No, it ain't that easy. Yet. But if folks take my dare and keep working at scientific advances... No, he's still of an age where he wants his pa to tuck him in at night. Hmm. <laughs> I know you, Snow. I know you've been taking care of him and Cynthia since the day I disappeared. Of course I have. And I know you've been daddy and husband, or all but with the decency of him. Well, you have, Snow? Of course I have. Yeah, and you love her. I hear it in your voice when you say her name. I've seen it in your face, same time. You're the strongest man I ever knowed in character and the like, and she loves you too. Of course she does. You all got my blessing, and that's why you're really here. Well, it ain't. It ain't. How can you do this to your wife? To your son? What am I doing? I've done as much good for them as I could in my time. Your time. You never had no one. And now you do. Seems it's all worked out. 
Hey, I'm capable of tears. <laughs> I told you, wait. <coughs> My robot senses are pulsating. <coughs> there is another disturbance in the atmosphere. Alert. Alert. Be alert. <laughs> Jimmy! Jimmy! Jimmy Lyons, I'm looking for Jimmy Lyons. Can you hear me? Hello? Harry Deacon. Is that you? I found you, Jimmy. I found you. You're not going to believe this. I don't even believe it, but there's a hole in time. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did that. Yeah. <clears throat> It was kind of a side effect of our trip. It's kind of an open sore in space. Hey, besides, well, never mind who's that. Who are you? And wait, how's a guy who finds a hole in time know your name, James? Okay, Eric Deacon, this is Bogle and Snow, and uh, these fellows over here are some mayors. Mayor of the moon. The what? And is that a robot? Yeah. Mayor of robots. Uh, robots vote. Not enough. <laughs> Do not get me started. Snow, before I was an astronaut with you 500 years ago, well, I was an astronaut for Deacon. 500 years before that. Wait, do not tell me you had another time disturbance energy particle-based temporal incursion. Yeah, that seems improbable. Yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. (laughs) There was a hiccup in my cryosleep. Of course there was. I was wrong to question you. Well, that's truly amazing. I want to hear all about it. Back in my time, which by my mouth is a thousand years ago, uh, take my hand, Jimmy. Please, come back. I don't know how long this fissure in time will remain open. Well, I can't do that, Deacon. I got things to do here. But Elizabeth, little Jimmy (laughs) Drew... You tell him I miss him, because I do. Uh, you're fading. I, I said, I said, tell him I miss him, because... No, I heard you. I'm just saying it looks like the time fissure is closing. Well, that's weird, because I can see you just fine. No, but listen, think hard, but think fast, because you don't have much time. Mine's made up. I'm here where I ought to be. Should, should I take care of Elizabeth and Jimmy Jr.? Uh, is Scott around? He moved to Tucson, actually. What about Brandon? Uh, you're fading. Oh, you know who's a good guy? Talk Cooper. You see if Talk Cooper's around. Okay, fine. Fading. Goodbye, Jimmy. <laughs> Bye, Deacon. Thanks for everything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> nah, it seemed all right, I guess. <laughs> Man, you're really not coming back with us, Jim. Well, I got more to do here, Bogle. You, more than anyone, should understand the ankle bracelet of responsibility. <laughs> Go through a cosmic radiation storm with a guy you think you know him. And this is what I'm talking about. No. You shouldn't be here looking for me. You ain't found you yet. <laughs> He's right, Bogle. Know thyself. <laughs> oh, James is always right. <laughs> Fine, I'll go, I'll go and find me. And when I do, you watch out, everybody, because I'll do something so great, they'll still be talking about it here in your time. We already do, Ray. 
Wait a minute, you are that Ray Bogle? Oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh. I'm sorry, you heard of me? Him? I mean, him? Hey, you, robot. What'd I do to make you hear me? Uh, oh, no, no, don't tell him. And Ray, don't you cheat. <laughs> All right, that, that's enough of this nonsense. You know, Captain Lyons? Snow? Snake in the grass. <laughs> what, what are they doing? Saluting in the fashion of old Earth. Robot, what did I do once I found myself? You invented sentient robots. Holy cow. I know! <laughs> oh, my God. So long, so long, Lions. So long, everybody. Bye, Dad. It's a shame they couldn't stay for dinner. <laughs> what great things will you do in this time, Bear Cactoid Jim? Well, we're doing them, pal. And they start with an icebreaker. <laughs> A hero for all time Was what he aimed to be With valor he is filled to the brim Yeah.